Welcome to On The Brink with Andy Simon. I'm Andy Simon. As you know, I'm your host and your guide. And you, our audience and listeners, have made us among the top 5% of global podcasts. I can't thank you enough. My gratitude is extensive. It's wonderful to share. This is almost our 400th podcast hosting. Pretty impressive. I'm always intrigued because my job is to get you off the brink, not to stick and get stuck, but to find ways to help you see, feel, and think in new ways so you can change. And you know that you hate to change. So we're going to help you do that today. I have a wonderful woman here from the UK. Now, remember, I've had people from South Africa and from Africa and from Europe, but this is a very special woman because she's going to talk to you about something that's very important to us. Smita Yossi is a, and I'll tell you about herself, is she's focused on entertaining interviews and conversations that help people see, feel, and think in new ways, like I do. Um, she's an award-winning author, an avid yogi and teacher, mentor, and high-performance transformation coach. And she's written a bestseller called Karma and Diamonds. It's a trilogy. It's a journey of self-discovery across continents and lifetimes. We have a wonderful, multifaceted woman with us today. She had a business career spanning 25 years working with technology giants as well as startups. So she blends that wonderful business side with the personal side. But I think we're going to focus more on you as a person today, less on the business. And she has a YouTube channel called the Self-Discovery Channel, which is her own YouTube channel for you to self-discover. Smith, thank you so much for joining me. Andy, I'm so honored to be on this uh, podcast. I know you interview some amazing people. I'm I'm really, really uh, happy to be on your show. Well, I'm happy we're here too. Since we had a few little technical stuff as we started, this is going to be fun. Tell the listener about your own journey, because you haven't just popped out and arrived here. You've gone through some of your own changes. And I think every time people tell their personal story, the audience begins to see themselves there and can begin to share their own story. Who are you and how are we together? Who am I? That's a very good question. If I were to put it in one word, I'd probably say a seeker. Truly looking to integrate all the various facets of what makes us human, um, but at the same time, I like that we are a spark of some sort of divinity consciousness, rather. I'd like to put it as awareness in a human body. So how do we bring those two things together? And I think that for me, the journey, um, and that there's nothing which is, I, I feel, a coincidence in life. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was born in India and we moved to the UK when I was 10. And ever since, I have found myself looking for ways to integrate the 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 amazing cultures that I've been I've had the privilege of being a part of and both of those offer something really exquisite one 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 if I were to take the Indian culture the roots of the Indian culture go so far deep and 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 back that perhaps the uh, ancient sages of India, the, the I, I like to think of them as philosopher scientists because they were or scientist philosophers because they were the early scientists. Mm-hmm. They, we today we might look at them as philosophers. We may look at them as spiritual um, adepts or, or however you may term it. 
uh, today. But what they brought was an incredible, and I believe so far as my studies have taken me, an unrivaled understanding of being human on this planet at this time, but having so the majority of who we are, as if uh, perhaps ninety percent of our existence is in pure awareness, which is which is incapable of being housed in a human, tiny little human body, and and even a tiny little mind. So to comprehend the vastness of who we are, you know, and so that's what the Indian culture has in, uh, led me to be intrigued by and explore very deeply. In the Western culture, gives opportunities to exploring the material external one now don't get me wrong of course india's you know both of those things and i i wouldn't want somebody who's listening you know who's an indian to say oh yeah well we have more than that of course we do but i think the, the two bring unique things uh, and they they bring them in a different way and so the west calls you into being in the external world the east calls you into being in the internal world and and for me it's not been a coincidence that i was born there and then i came here when i was 10 and then you know a whole bunch of um synchronicities life experiences took place that brought about you know more opportunity to explore that you know to become more curious and say well who am i then actually and what is this about and fundamentally then we kind of come back to that higher essence of who we are and then you know when we look at life purpose of course you can life purpose in so many different layers um life purpose in terms of you know what does my um my material being the the human humanity that i am what does that want to accomplish and then what about the deeper essence and what is the deeper purpose of all of us as human beings being on the planet and you know I, I really think we're work in progress and we're like like this, I call my books uh, Karma and Diamonds. The diamond element has multi, multiple meanings in the book. And one of them is that we are indeed that inner essence, that awareness is so multifaceted that it to me occurs like a treasure that is a pure diamond, absolutely pure, untainted, untaintable by experience, by anything external. And so for me, that is you asked me who who do who am I? I think for me that's a more interesting ex exploration or an explanation of how I see myself is somebody who's constantly looking to one um, express various facets of my my being, um, both in the material world externally and to discover more and more facets of who I am internally, so that I can bring expression to those in the external world. Smita is so interesting. As I mentioned to you, I've been doing podcasts and I didn't realize until yours that the whole series of them are around similar themes. It's almost, you talked about synchronous as well as serendipity. You know, there is no intentionality here for my listeners to bring you different perspectives on this inner voice and the outer experience. But Smita has had a very different presentation of her journey, which is less about things she's done and more about discovering who she is. And I think that her old, and I don't know much about her book, but I think I'm going to read it, is probably a little bit about that self-discovery as well. And as I'm, you know, we were talking, what would be the best thing to talk about? That trilogy, you tell the gripping story of how to overcome adversity against all odds. Tell us about the book, which is one expression, which you have one expression in the book, one in YouTube. And I want to make sure that we 
allow the listener to really understand the wisdom that you're bringing them because it's a beautiful intersection here. So what is the book about? So it's uh, really a book which is very much rooted in the in the in the external world. Uh, a young woman who is absolutely, you know, um, enthralled by life. I mean, you know, the passion for life kind of led me to um, to join corporate work very early on. In fact, I started working, you know, when I was fourteen years old on, on Saturday jobs and so on. In which, in 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 the UK, we we were allowed to do in those days. It was absolutely fascinating for me to realize that I was an, ex, you know, I I had skills uh, which I couldn't otherwise have discovered um, so easily. So one of them was, you know, selling. As in, like, really, um, I, I'd like to put it another way just engaging people and having them see a possibility of 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 having something that they previously hadn't done uh-huh. and become so excited by that they were happy to invest in in in, in that thing so i started out in um, you know in clothes shops and then moved into shoe shops and so on and then managed them uh, you know in my in my holidays and so on but very quickly, I realized that I wasn't patient enough, you know, to hang around to get a degree. I really wanted to hop in now. So I gave it a go while I was waiting for, you know, on my year off um, uh, between um, what we call A-levels in this country, uh, that's advanced levels. And we need that in order to qualify to get into university. So mm-hmm. I took a year break. And while I was figuring out which, you know, should I go the way of my grandfather and my mother and my aunt, who were all lawyers, um, you know, and my grandfather was very, very well, well recognized in Gujarat and so on. He, you know, he became quite a figure um, till the day he died at 92. I don't think he stopped practicing. And uh, my mom and, and my aunt also in their day, you know, um, they were the, well ahead of their time to have done that. So I could, that was one one obvious option for me. But I was really deeply interested in psychology and so many things. Bottom line was I got hooked into management and, um, and you know, and then I never looked back since. So and then joined a, a, a corporate, um, a, you know, my first sort of corporate role, which happened to be in sales. And um and so, you know, everything kind of um, came to, it, for me, it was really about expressing um, talents that I, I actually didn't know that I had. And it was just so much fun to do. Mm-hmm. And um, along the way that I realized that actually that whole world um, is, and, and other things happen in my life. I don't want to go into that on this podcast, particularly because they're all in the books. Um, very intense, traumatic um, sort of uh, events in my life that that involve, you know, that that to put it in a nutshell, were around clashes of culture, you know, Eastern and Western. And I was very, very clear about what I had to do in order for me to grow and um, to learn more about myself. So I I, I chose to follow my path um, with that, that inner voice that was so strong and that had me go into work and so on and um and did very well with all of that you know bought my first property very early on and um I think I was on 21 just before I was 22 and so on and um you know realized that the more I the more I got rooted into work the more I had to find some there was something else it it wasn't enough for me just to do that you know so that's when I started to explore like what else is it and I happened to have come from a background where I saw my dad um you know since I was a little girl standing on his head in shushasan and in yoga almost every day and then sitting in meditation for like one you know, what seemed to me a very, very long time every single day. So that was kind of in my back of my, it was in my imagery. And 
um, that was what I turned to when I started to explore, like, what is missing? What is missing? And that was really just after I turned 25, 26. So it was very early on. And I realized that when I did that, incredible things happened. Something was trying to talk to me when I wasn't talking to myself or, or being fascinated by my own thoughts, um, you know, thinking this is what this is what this is all real. And then I realized, what is that? It's so different, you know, and I've had experience of that, of that up to that point at other times in my life, but always in moments of deep, deep trauma. And this and all so, came out from the yoga and the meditation, but mostly the openness that you had to begin to feel it. Um, yes. I think, I think openness definitely, but, but it was, I wonder whether it was more a young woman who was really looking for answers. Yes. Like I'm, um, I didn't have anywhere I could go to to get those answers for myself immediately in my surroundings because I'd left home and, you know, that was already a really major leap, you know, and uh, so I upset <laughs> a lot of people along the way. So, um, yeah, I had to find my answers for myself. And, uh, and, <clears throat> And something said to me to turn within, and I was very fortunate to um, come across the odd individuals I who said, read this book, read that book, go here, go do this. And so I just was like a sponge. And, you know, I was a sponge that would said somebody threw me a little, you know, a little mackerel, I'd just catch it, you know, and go for it. So that all those little stepping stones led me to going within. And, um, and I'm very, very grateful for that, you know, because um, but that's why I wrote the books, because I realized that if it hadn't been for, of course, today, we have social media, we have a lot more content, but in back in the day, we didn't have that. Books were lifelines. No. Now, you have had a, a journey that has led you to question, you said you're a seeker. You know, I've been told I'm an explorer. So we share the same curiosity about what we don't know. And we're not quite sure where it's going to take us because the future isn't terribly predictable. But I do like to explore options and see things. I love to travel. I love to venture beyond my comfort zone. Most people don't. It sounds like you have had to push yourself through all of that. <clears throat> now, you're doing this today to begin to help other people do the same on their journey. How are you doing this? You're coaching them, you're teaching them yoga. What kind of, of, of tools do you bring to their lives to help them see and feel with a new freshness? So, uh, yes, coaching is a really powerful tool. I think sharing content online, writing, all of these are really um um, so there, there's sort of different elements. So I, I don't have one thing that I do. Of course, courses, I, I will eventually bring out courses. I've got so much content out there right now uh, or yes. have created that I'm putting out there right now. So um, bringing that together, I, I think part of what I, you know, Andy, one of my challenges is that the more I learn and the more I explore and the more um, I understand about, about life, the universe, the, I, the less I feel I know. Mm -hmm. And I must say, I really do feel that because, um, um, and, and some of that holds me back a little bit because I think I'm, I, you know, I'm just a baby. I said, like, I'm learning, you know, I feel like it's never enough. And I think that's perhaps a real mark of somebody who is genuinely seeking. Cause I think we're in an age at the moment where we are so 
so much in a rush to teach other people before we've learned things ourselves. And I spent like now good 35 years in on the journey, traveling, exploring. I mean, now I've been diving, scuba diving for 25 years. That's been one aspect of me going deep, you know, in another way. Um, business for like 30 years and so on. So um, I, I'm just looking at now, what would be an appropriate way to bring it together? What would I want to share? For me, the only thing I think that's really worth sharing, especially where we are um, in the in the information age and internet age and so on, and especially with AI coming, I feel more than ever that the one thing that if I were, when I die, perhaps I could make a big impact with in people's lives is by truly getting them connected to that pure awareness that the ancient Indians called Atman, which is really that that awareness, that consciousness that I mentioned earlier, which is untouchable. It's uh, uh, pure in, in the sense that, it, you know, it is uncha- it's unchanging and yet it's where everything is generated. Every, everything is born from that. So um, if I were – my focus now is really looking at ways of bringing that to people in – at all levels, um, where they can get an experience of that because it's a zone which you can't, I can tell you what it is, but it's so different for how it occurs for you as it does to me that, um, it's just, I want to just give you the tools to be able to access it for yourself. And so, I mean, for example, I do that in very, very accessible ways. I've just put out one video um, on my channel. It's 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 called the flow formula. It's really a six steps to getting in that zone, what, 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 what sports people call the zone and um, what Mikhail uh, Chick sent me high called flow. And, you know, it's getting into the flow and that you access, that's the zone of you know, awareness that we're accessing when we're talking about concentrating, when we're talking about, you know, musicians, writers, even anybody um, that that creates anything where they feel at one with what they're doing. So yes. that's one way. The other is I've created a whole bunch of meditations, <clears throat> which are guided meditations uh, to go along with the books and otherwise, which, you know, give you tiny little snippets of getting into that space. So those are just a few ways that I'm that what I'm doing. What does it feel like when you're in that space? Can you describe it for the listener or the viewer? I can tell you, for me, it's like I am in love. <laughs> I'm in love. And that's all I can say to you. It feels like I'm in love. Now, I like to think I'm in love with my husband when I when I have that feeling um, that that's what it feels like. It's so like lush and complete and it doesn't beg anything extra um i i just i have a smile on my face i probably looked crazy to people because i i had my headphones on i was listening to uh, you know music that got me into that space and and then i'm just doing what I'm, I'm just out of my way, meaning my thoughts are out of my way. And I'm curious as to what will come through if I were not interfering with yes. my, my mental processes. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization, who's looking to rethink their own life's journey. Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. 
Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. This is so wonderful. You're talking about something we hear about, but I don't always find someone who can describe it or engage us in wanting to know more about it and begin to see how it could affect us. Because what you you when you wrote up the company for today, you talked about the inner voice and the life that we're living, that there's a disconnect. Um, one of the questions I had asked you was, how do we get disconnected? And you said, I'm not quite sure. Um, but there's something going on that needs to be brought back together, perhaps through methods like meditation or yoga. But, but there's something missing that we need to find that inner hope, that silence that gives us pleasure. Um, and, and this disconnect, why are we disconnected? I don't think we know. I'm not sure that we are disconnected, to be honest, Andy. I don't think we are. I think that we like to think we are. My experience is simply that we haven't really focused enough on other elements of, of who we are. We've been in survival for way too long. Yes. And now we're at a stage in our, in our evolution, certainly in some parts of the world and not others yet, where we have had that experience of of being satiated with at least materially, you know, we're in a privileged position, many of many people and others are not, uh, who are not, are uh, still very much in that survival mode. So we're chasing, you know, we're still trying to bring in the money and to pay the bills. We don't have time for going into the space that I'm talking about because it means letting go a little bit, yes. letting go of what we think is what we know. And that's, just, that's actually a whole other experience. That's a whole other conversation is like, you know, it's a bit scary for people. Yeah. Uh, they don't know how to do it. They need to be guided into it. Um, and so on. There's a practice. It needs to be practiced. But once they do it, they don't ever want to not do it. huh? It's really true. And I think that's when we start to feel that um, conflict into, within ourselves, when we feel like something's not right, or we feel annoyed with things. We feel stressed because we have had that experience along the way. Sometimes it's so powerful that it is an epiphany and maybe a series of epiphanies. And when we don't then stay true to ourselves to 
expand that experience that altered us and so touched us so deeply in some way, yeah. then that inner voice, that part of you um, wants to, is, is always present and you, you're feeling that conflict. It's there and you, you're not going to it. It's there and you're not paying, you're not heeding it. And that's where I think we 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 experience that um, that challenge. So it it comes down to a choice in the end. You know, at some point we have to say, will I or will I not? One of the things <clears throat> that's a theme among many of the folks that I work with and I knew is okay. We're at out of the pandemic period, <clears throat> but not completely. Um, I just finished my third book, and I'm asking the question of congratulations. What's next? Thank you. What what is next? What comes next for us? And we're at that important point in our lives where we really need to be intentional about it, purposeful, meaningful, find the kind of inner voice that tells us what's going to matter. We don't live, nothing else pandemic showed us we don't live forever. And now the reality is every day is a gift. How do we live it appropriately? Any wisdom to share? Yes, as you say, as, you know, the, if you're asking that question, Andy, you're ready to really explore the the, the depth of who you are, you know, in other ways, because uh-huh. you've had that experience on the external world, and you know it's never enough. Okay, you you can continue to to have more experiences, you can continue to amass more money, you can do whatever, you know, all this, and yet that question you're asking will creep back in. So. How the question perhaps is maybe a slightly different one. The question is, how am I going to 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 embrace um, a bigger experience? You know, one which truly makes me feel complete and fulfilled. Well, that that, that is a very interesting uh, question. You, um, I also find that we have had a, we had to say goodbye to three friends in the last month. And we we watch as they they leave us, and and every day is a gift. We become very reflective, and whether I'm looking for my inner voice or it's already nagging at me, be careful that you don't waste your time. Be careful that you know what gives you pleasure. Be balance the work and the private life, your family and your friends. Make it meaningful. And I have a hunch you're doing the same. Yeah, I think that the, the the one one thing that speaks to me so much from the Indian uh, teachings, the Vedas, and you know the Gita and everything, it is it it's very simple and yet it's so incredibly profound. And that is that you know learn the the concept of santosh. Mm-hmm. See if you can bring that into yourself, and that is that sense of contentment with wherever you are. You know, yes. what else is there? This is this yes. is it. Then we have nothing else to um to to fight for, to play for, as in like everything to play for and nothing to fight for. Yes. So that's when we start to kind of embrace what we have as being an absolute gift and whatever that might be, our uh-huh. health, um, you know, our yeah. successes in life, our failures in life. Uh, the lessons in life, you know, the opportunity to be on this journey. And so I myself for myself and in my yoga classes in particular, I really remind people every single class, like, you know, um, to 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 come into Shavasana, which is the last posture where we lie down, 
And it's a surrender posture. And why we practice yoga is for two reasons. One is to get into that samadhi state, which is the highest state of, of uh, you know, connecting in meditation to this inner realm, into this awareness. Yes. You, the boundaries fall away and you become one with it, with that, uh, the boundaries of our humanity. And uh, the other is when you come into Shavasana, you, you can't come into Shavasana unless you have practiced. Um, the, the body has had certain detoxifications yes. and so on. But the point of Shavasana is really to arrive into that. And, and we go to, to bed every single night. And I myself go into that that state of Shavasana, which Shav means a corpse, actually. And um, it is to surrender into what? Surrender into the all of everything and into the nothingness of everything. So, uh, but but with a contentment in, in ourselves, you know, now there's this whole movement, people talk about gratitude and so on, but that sense of appreciation, deeply appreciative of what has gone before today, yesterday, the day before, uh, for all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, that is a lifelong journey to, mm -hmm. it's a practice and, and it transforms how everything arises in life and how it occurs in our inner world. Yes. You know, you said that you're on many podcasts now, and I appreciate you having come today to ours because you've opened up my mind and I have a hunch and my heart to what our listeners are also paying attention to, which is how am I hearing myself? Where am I finding that peace? And how do I allow myself to sleep? What's keeping me from sleeping? Am I wandering around the house all night? There's so many messages that you have. Smita, one or two things that you'd like them not to forget. Very often our audience remembers the end better than the beginning. Anything in particular? No, I come back to that. I think, you know, um, being receptive to what wants to come in, the gifts that want to come in to yes. our lives. You know, the, the it comes in through our awareness. Yes. It comes in through that higher consciousness that we're talking about Atman and in order to really um, be open to that it is to bring ourselves into that state of peace and contentment and we do have so many responsibilities you know uh, family uh, and, and many other you know uh, financial and so on and they can sometimes disturb our sleep at night because th these things are intense they are very They're much running real. around in there I know they're very much real. And so, you know, the willingness to let go and to trust that the answers are there, but we are blocking them by yes. not being receptive to them. And the sleep state at night is, is, is a really crucial state. And, you know, to arrive in the, how we arrive, we don't know how to come into, into our sleep state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's partly why I think we're, we are addicted to, you know, as a, as a, as a culture across the world, you know, there's so many people take medicines and so on, you know, to be able to sleep. But I think what myself, um, uh, I just have to trust that, if I have a challenge in my life, there's a solution to it. Yes. And if I were only to get out of my own way by bringing myself into a state of contentment yes. and peace and being okay with where everything is right now and where everything is not right now, just that state of acceptance, surrender, and that leads us into peace and contentment. That don't be content if you don't want to be, but at least be at peace with the way things are and the way that they're not. And that will that's enough for Atman, the higher consciousness, to start giving us the right way forward, the highest way forward. Uh, Smita Jose, um, 
I think this has been wonderful. I can't thank you enough for coming. I'm so glad that we were able to connect. The books that you have, Karma and, Tril- and, and Karma and Diamonds, is a trilogy. Where can people buy it? They're on Amazon, and they they are on Amazon. They're on my website. Um, so on Amazon, we have them in uh, paperback. We have them in digital format and audiobooks on Audible uh, and Amazon, obviously. Um, we have the books uh, through my website. If you're in the UK and you would like to avail of the books, you know, um, uh, through myself, you can go to my website, smithajoshi.com, and you can buy them there. And I also have a package with meditations. So um, there are 12 guided meditations that people can, uh, you know, can, can engage a little bit deeper into the books. So um, even if people buy them on Amazon, they can just let me know, uh, send me the the order number, and I will be happy to share those meditations. They can they can also get some other free gifts from my website too what are nice free gifts and and so i'm going to go explore and i'm also going to thank our audience for joining us today and we're just about ready to wrap up i know you've been on many podcasts i'm honored that you've chosen ours and I'm, i'm delighted to listen to your passion you have found your own place your purpose and your heart is full of joy as you want to share this am i right Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Life is such a privilege. Yeah. Well, it is truly my honor. For our guests who come, your audience, those who are viewers and those who are listeners, thank you so much for coming. Share. And as you're thinking about your own experience, you can go exploring a little bit. It's a time for you to make sure that every day is a gift. How you live it matters. Find that inner peace, sleep well, and enjoy the day because you don't, the future is now. It's all over us. So it's time for us to enjoy it. Remember that people hate change, so you don't have to worry about it. (laughs) It's just part of it, but you can actually change for the better. So thanks for coming. I'm going to say goodbye. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thank you, Andy. Thank you so much.